What's up is Chapo. Now, we all remember the movie Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks and Sally Fields. And one of the, if not the most memorable line in the movie was that life was like a box of chocolates because you never know what you're going to get. And in essence, when everybody heard that, it was very deep. It hit home and everybody was kind of like, hmm, wow, yeah, that's, that's so true because when you and open a box of chocolates and you bite into one you never know what you're really going to truly get right you don't know if it's going to have a nutty feeling a filling coconut um strawberry cream orange cream you know you really don't know till you bite in and so that's how life is you really don't know till you go along there's really no map so with that being said yesterday i did an episode called um chocolates for breakfast and I was saying in that episode what happens to all the Valentine's Day chocolates that everybody gets and Easter chocolates just how like those are something that's overlooked and how the box of chocolate is something that's extremely overlooked how it's super fancy and classy to eat chocolate out of a box as opposed to out of wrapping paper I mean think about it I'm kind of getting off topic a little bit but you know, you got a piece of a candy bar. You got a candy bar you want to share it with someone. They could break it off and it's cool and everything. But you got a box of chocolates, man. You say, did you like a chocolate? You kind of lift up the lid. You know, you're holding a box. It's like the presentation is appealing. You're not going to get a no from them. I don't think you'd get a no if you had a regular bar either. But the point is, long story short, I made the point in the episode that even though people have, like, all this chocolate in their house that they could eat women will still run to the store and go get chocolate. And so I was eating a peanut chew last night on and off during the episode. And afterwards, it was one peanut chew. I was trying to stretch it because I want this Operation Fit into Camel Shorts diet. And I said to myself, you were just saying in the episode, why would you go out and go get chocolate? Because I wanted more chocolate. I'm not going to lie. Even though I'm not supposed to be eating it at night, I said, look, I ate this peanut chew. I said, like, this is ridiculous. I want more chocolate. And I said, oh, you got, the, you got this box of chocolate here that you just was telling everybody why let it sit there. You know what I'm saying? Just eat chocolate like a queen from the box. So eat chocolate like a queen from the box, bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> I opened it up and I started nibbling. But the reason why I'm saying that in, in, in connection to the Forrest Gump movie is because I started to think about, for some reason, I just started thinking about the same. Every time I have a box of chocolates, I think about that line. line life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Until when I flipped open the box under the lid, I found this little map. This little heart-shaped map. And inside the heart-shaped map is little um, dotted other little 25 circles in the shapes of all the chocolates. And it tells me literally exactly what's inside each one of these pieces of chocolate. So, damn it. The chocolate companies have now taken away from the meaning of this line that was so powerful. What, what, what they took offense to it? What happened? They all just sat down every time. Because every time I have a box of chocolate, I just think about the line. I don't know. I'm just like a, a movie buff. I don't know why, but I just be like, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I even say it in his voice. <laughs> the point is, how dare they? Now there's maps to this shit. I get it. People have allergies, people. But, you know, usually if you're looking at a box of chocolate, like if you have a nut allergy or um, that's usually the main ones, right? Like um, nuts, soy, peanuts, eggs, wheat, um, tree nuts, like things of that nature. If you have the nut, I tell you, you already know that chocolate is one of those things you're going to stay away from unless you already found 
a particular brand that makes chocolate in a way that's kind of um, allergy friendly to you. You know what I'm saying? That it won't trigger your reactions. But the point is now they have a roadmap. So if I go um, up to and over one to the left, I will have vanilla buttercream. But then if I go down to and right one, I'll have a fruit and nut caramel. And so I'm like, man, well, what the fuck are we going to compare life to now? A toilet bowl? Because it's no longer like a box of chocolates, man, because we know what we're going to get now, man. The milk chocolate messenger boy is in the middle. There's a cherry cordial, a molasses chew. I mean, it's all here now, man. Where's the mystery? Where's the fun? Where's the fun? You know what it is now. Now you got to decide if you want to try it and if you're going to like it. Also, when you was a kid, when I was a kid and I had, I had the box of chocolates, and some adults probably still do this. When it was a mystery for real, you literally just bit into it. And if you didn't like it, you're like, ew, you kind of put it back. <laughs> so you never like bit into the chocolate ever in your life. It was like, ew, you put it back. I guess it's part of it. I don't want to waste it. But then like if somebody else opens the box, it's like half chewed. <laughs> I'm a teenager. My friends are coming over to the house and like. You want some? You want some chocolate? Open the dip. They happen to have to. Still good, man. So we were supposed to throw it out. Just cause I didn't like it. And then some of them are good. I can honestly say in a box of chocolates, probably an assorted box of chocolates, Valentine's or whatever, that I probably usually find like um, maybe like twenty five pieces. Let's see, there's twenty five pieces here. Which ones? I definitely gonna run for the coconut. Definitely running for the um, strawberry creams. I went for the anything chocolate-covered, anything chocolate-covered, peanuts, chocolate-covered, cherry. They had um, almonds, chocolate-covered almonds in this pack and chocolate-covered peanuts. Anything chocolate-covered, chocolate-covered fruit, chocolate-covered bread, chocolate-covered anything. (laughs) They had a cashew cluster, so that was like cashews covered in chocolate. So this was a pretty good, but like I said, Whitman's, because this was a Whitman's, like my mom gave this to me, and um, she gave me, I think, like three Godiva chocolates she got from, from a bag, so she, I don't know what she did with the rest of the bag, because those things were delicious, and I know they didn't just come in threes, she just, she just like threw me three. So there, that's, there you have it, folks. I guess that's all that I really want to say. Life is no longer like a box of chocolates. Life is now like... What's random? Like the weather? Life is like the weather. You never know what you're going to get. Life is like... Um, I'm going to get back to See, they fucked it up. The chocolate people should have just stayed the hell out of it. If, 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 if I'm sure if it was that serious... Because you know back in the day you just got a box of chocolates. It wasn't this map shit. That's basically what I'm basically saying. Somebody finally said no. We got to tell... Oh, they got sued? Somebody finally said, bitch... I'm tired of living on the edge when I eat a box of chocolate. One day I ate a peanut and I don't know what happened. Now they want to let you know what it is. Who took the mystery out of this shit? I guess it's okay. But now I'm not going to try it. So like if it says molasses chew, I don't know that I would like that. So I'm not going to try it. Whereas if it was a mystery box and I didn't have a map, I would have potentially chewed it anyway. And maybe I would have found out that I liked it. Ha! This is where the chickens come home to roost. And loopholes are found.
Oh. Yep, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, also, Black History Month. Let me talk about Black History Month. So, it's Black History Month, and I'm actually a little disappointed, because as far as I'm concerned, the month is practically over. I think there's literally, like, a week and a half left, and it's not like how it used to be, especially with, like, maybe some television programs. I think I saw Roots on this month, but it's not the way it was supposed to be. So then, when I started to, I said to myself, and I'm going to still push to do um, a Black History Month episode, at least one I realized when I was trying to do my research that I was looking down this list of like, they, let's say I pull up an article and it says 54 um, Black History Month people you should look up this February or something like that. Or it'll say 64 or it'll give me a particular number. And I'll say, all right, well, let me start with this list because I know I think of people, but sometimes you overload or you forget about certain people. Or maybe you could just look into people more that you know about, but you want to know more of. So let me just look at this list. Long story short. I noticed that this list that we always compile for Black History Month, people, uh, my people, African-American people, just people, period. You know, this list is only pertaining to a lot of um, the ones that you'll find on the Internet that they'll pull up and the ones that they'll talk about. A lot of them are are solely American, African-Americans and their achievements. Um, Some of these lists have some people on it that I don't think should even be on the list just as yet. So what I mean by that is like Oprah. Oprah is someone and she does she does fit in black history and, you know, Tiger Woods and some of these people. But I feel like for the children's sake, I feel like for Black History Month, we got to go back as far as sometimes um, Shaka Zulu. Uh, really take them back, you know, to like to, to things that didn't necessarily just happen here in this country. Because a lot of the history that they're giving as far as black history and black accomplishment and, and black um Success and black excellence, or black black excellence and black legacy, is more or less like post civil war or here only in this country, as if to say that um, other nations don't have prominent black people. Or, for instance, Haiti produced uh, Toussaint Louverture, who was the leader of the Haitian rebellion, and they rebelled against the French, and they got him out in eighteen o four, and he literally led the rebellion that led to Haiti becoming the first free black republic. Like, that's not something that's even ever discussed in black history. And it's, I'm not just saying that because I'm Haitian. I'm saying that because even Shaka Zulu, like I'm saying, you're taking that back to Africa. We don't really know our history like that. Like Nat Turner, I'll definitely put Nat Turner on a list of black history because Nat Turner was inspired by people like Toussaint Louverture and over in Haiti. A lot of people heard about the uprising because they were scared. A lot of the white um, oppressors were pretty much like, look, if it could happen over there and they have no control and they literally got ran out, you know what I mean? What can, what's, what could happen to us? Because it would have been the same thing as if when Lincoln freed the slaves, pretty much what's going to happen to our way of life. The same way they had to, um, without a plan, damn near overnight, have to go back to this, the way of living that they are now. They, even they got to work. You know, they, before they didn't have to work at all. All they had to do was just uh, oppress us and things just got produced naturally. Railroads, uh, crops, houses, even the White House, it just, everything was just built. So when Nat Turner heard, he was inspired and he started his rebellion and he was very close, extremely close. You know what I mean? And the South here, I'm sure could have been the second freed and they could have took over here. But what ends up, what ends up happening with that is that... Um, 
they weren't going to have it. They already conspired, and then they started to learn how to divide us more with these so-called Willie Lynch letters and things of that nature that people will say is um is like not necessarily real. Like it's a mythical letter, but it's a, it's not. Even whether it's a mythical letter or not, we are divided to this day psychologically in the sense of um, light skin, dark skin, mix, whatever. <clears throat> and as far as what we consider to be beautiful and good hair and all that other nonsense. So my point is with the black history thing, I wanted to, I noticed, what I, I don't know, for some reason that's the first time in my life that it actually stood out to me that this list, especially people that I know, um, even Shirley Chisholm, who I love, and that's great, but all of that stuff just happened here on this soil, when in all actuality, there's a lot of great African-American black history that happened about like worldwide throughout the centuries of this world. So when I do do it, um, I'm going to really aim to do it. I would like to at least touch on something that people haven't heard before. Like, I know, um, let me see, I'll bring up this list just to bring up some. Of course, Malcolm will be on my list as well. There's a lot of people from the 21st century that would be here, but, like, Beyonce knows being on the Black History Month list. Like, I feel for children in this generation. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that she's not somebody, but I feel like if you can see Beyonce on your TV, she should not be on your Black History Month list. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you need to go further back. Obama, I feel like you could put there because, yes, he's the first black president in the United States of America. But, again, that's just here. I'm sure there's a lot of first black presidents and first black leaders of some countries somewhere, too, that we just don't know of. That's just over here. So my point is um, I want to broaden the view, you know, and and stop just looking at it so much as this uh, 21st century kind of um, thing. Or they say, like, Hakeem Abdul-Jabbar. They always have... um, Martin Luther King, of course, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, of course, Sojourner Truth, put her on there. Muhammad Ali, you can put him up there too. But I just feel like after that, when you're just looking at the list, it's just, that's all that it is. It's like a bunch of these people that's just Tina Turner too. Tina Turner's on here, you know. I get it, but we can't start Black History Month from just 1800 or um you know 50 or 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 1956 on or or from 1820 on to here harriet tubman was born in 1820 that's why i say 1820 coretta scott king yes all these people 1927 though this ain't that long ago 1820 still ain't that long ago either 1820 about to be 200 years ago you can't start black history month from two years ago baby honey because black history have been around since as black people have been here black people been here since the beginning of time so my point is we got to expand it a little bit better, not just to this um, post-civil rights, uh, you know, era. It's basically what I'm saying. That's why black people just, I don't want to say it's just stay so lost. So, but now then you're just adding a bunch of new black people. That's very, very relevant. You don't know, you don't, don't, don't keep getting so caught up in the noobs in your face stuff because you're going to lose out on the roots of the histories. And not just the history of this country, because everybody, everybody here that I'm going to name is American. Aretha Franklin, um, Hakeem Madhubuti, I don't know who that is, Diane Nash, Hattie McDaniel, Anita Hill, Serena Williams, Ray Allen. These are some people that pop up on this list. Megan Evers, which she could be on the list, I don't mind that. Elijah Muhammad, uh, Reese Taylor. Zora Neale Hurston, Denzel Washington, Alice Walker, Bessie Smith, and all these people, I'm not taking away from anything that they've accomplished. I'm just simply saying this is simply black American. This is black African-American history only. That's not the only thing that we live. So I don't want to say it gets boring, but let's dig into some other stuff that probably inspire people and get, and only we have 28 days too. That's the other thing I want to say. It ain't but 28 days of this. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back.
All right. So the last thing I just wanted to just give a little more history on Black History Month, which originally began as Negro History Week, which was created um, by Carter G. Woodson in 1926. And I believe I have a book by Carter G. Woodson here um, entitled The Miseducation of the Negro. That's a really good book. That's another reason what I was saying about this narrow-minded view of this um, only African American. I'm not taking away from anybody black that did anything here, but we bigger than that. So Carter G. Woodson was a noted African American historian. He's a scholar, an educator, and a publisher. And so Negro History Week eventually became a month-long celebration in 1976, and they specifically chose the month of February to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass, an African-American male, and Abraham Lincoln, who was the um, one who freed the slaves. And as you know, the only two real presidents we ever had, or really even as far as they did something, were the only ones that they had killed off, which was um, Abraham Lincoln for freeing the slaves and John F. Kennedy for signing all these civil rights things that was going to get people... um, especially people of color, and speaking out against secret societies and things of that nature. Until this day, people don't believe and still think it's like conspiracy theories, but, you know, it's up to to y'all, which I believe. But back to Black History Month, I just wanted to uh, say that I just feel like even, I think this, I mean, we got good news with with, um, um, Colin Kaepernick and his his, his, um, NFL partner as far as them getting a settlement you know, for their mistreatment, for them standing up for something that they believe in. But then other than that, this month, all you hear is bullshit-ass Jesse running around here making black people look stupid. I mean, yeah, sometimes your own does do shit. And even if you're not, you know, in cahoots with them, and even if you don't co-sign and back up what they're doing, as far as, I'm, as far as, you know, condoning it, it still makes you all look bad, like makes us look bad as a group during this time. It just happened, especially since he's trying to bring racial matters into it. Like that was so, you know what I'm saying? So ugh, we're not winning as far as Black History Month goes on this month. So I just wanted to stress, you know, if you ever you are into history, history is wonderful. I think like especially when you start to really, really, when you start to research history, you start to realize how much of history have you had, not just black history, just the history of the world has been lied and changed by um, people on top. Even in the ones in school, you don't learn real, real, real anything at school. Nothing you learn in school is, but it's, it's really crazy because it's kind of like you gotta learn the shit, you gotta learn it, you gotta kind of learn it the wrong way in order to get it the right way. That's the fucked up shit around this world. It's like you gotta let them mess you up in order to come out of it. If you do, those that do, you know, to see the truth. It's kind of what I'll give you an example of that is like when you was in school. This is this is a very minor like tip of the iceberg example. It's like when you was in school and so Christopher Columbus was a hero when he came and he found America. But then like once you, you know, you get to college, they give you bird's eye views. And even if you didn't have to go to college to learn that fact, but eventually you learned that he was um, that this was a, a genocide. You know, they came here and they practically slaughtered um, a horrible group of people. Even my mother <clears throat> is familiar with it. The saddest thing about the pilgrims and the Native Americans at the time is that when the uh, pilgrims came over, they came during the time like it was like fall, like it was fall going into winter. So the ground was dead and they had no idea how to till the land. They had no idea what the conditions of the land were going to be. And they literally had no crops or anything like that. They were going to die was not for the Indian people that came along. So supposedly the first Thanksgiving is supposed to be in the the sense that they would have died 
if it was not for them, the Indians sharing with them the crops and stuff. And then, of course, they got through the winter because of the Indian. And then when the next season came, they, like they do every culture, learn their ways, learn, show me how to till the ground, show us how to make maize, corn, and all of that. Show us, show us how you do everything. And then after they got it down packed, uh, they sent word overseas, then came back and did everything what they were supposed to do and slaughter the people out. And you still got Native Americans still to this day that is completely disgusted with the white if you think but that's why i be looking at people like y'all looking at the black people like the white man the white man the white man we ain't the only ones that's like that our motherfucking native american brothers and sisters who you know truly if you trace back their um descendants and their roots as well was was just as dark as we was and darker back in the day they got mixed in just like we did with uh white blood but my point is they be talking about the white devil just as much as we be talking about the white devil and they're not racist. It's just the ancestors of the people did some shit. And that's just the history. It's not it's not it's not our fault, you know, that people know their history. It's not our fault that we know what the fuck went on. Ain't nobody just trying to be a racist or anything, right? It's just you can't change the facts of what happened. So on that note, um I'm pretty sure I'll be back a little later on or tomorrow with some more thoughts. But I will see you all next time here on Chapel's Culture.